Well, guys, how's everybody doing today? Are you good? You with me out there? It's good to see you guys, and I'm so thankful that, that you're here and, and that you're a part of our 1130 service on a Sunday morning uh, here at The Rock. And, and I know we have people that will be watching online, live, but we also have people that will watch on demand, and we'll also have people that will watch later this week in Spanish. So will y'all just do me a favor and welcome anybody who might be joining with us later. So... Glad that, that you guys are part of that and, uh, and with us. So, so I'm thankful for you guys that are here live. I'm thankful for anybody who'll be joining in. And, and I want you to know that, that this is a perfect time. It's a perfect time uh, to be here. If you're new with us, you picked a perfect Sunday. If, if you're watching on demand later, you picked a perfect time because it's, it's not just a new series that we're going to launch today. What, what we're really going to do today is launch the vision of our church. That, that for some of you, you're new, maybe, maybe new today or new last week. For some of you, you are new over the last maybe six months, year, year and a half. That, that I want you to know that, that, that what our church is about. Some of you have been at our church for 16 years. I want to remind you what our church is about because our mission doesn't change. Our mission is still the same. It has always been. But some language that we're using around our vision is different. So, so what's going to happen over the next five weeks, I really believe, is going to impact the next five years of our church. And when I say our church, what that means is it's going to impact you, and it's going to impact you, and it's going to impact you, and it's going to impact you, it's going to impact me. That, that, that's what's going on, because when we say church, obviously, we don't just mean a building, and we don't just mean the group of us, we also mean the individual. Uh, so, so I'm excited. So if, if that's the case, let me start today by asking a question, and I'm just curious, I'll have you raise your hand or shout, whatever you want to do, whatever is more in your nature. If you agree with this or if this has happened to you, have you ever lost something that mattered? You with me? All right, so, so again, that's probably most of us, whether you're a teenager or an adult, like we've probably all lost things that matter. That might mean uh, you lost a family heirloom or maybe you lost your car keys. Anybody lost your keys? All right, anybody lost your wallet? Okay, anybody ever, those of you who are old like me, any of y'all ever lost your glasses because they were on top of your head, right? Like that is just a sign of old age right there. It happens that, that, that maybe you've lost some money. Anybody lost some money? Like, like, how about this? Anybody lost, like, I'm not talking like $5. I'm talking like some money. You know what I'm saying? Guys, I really believe God has a sense of humor, and I believe that because of what happened this week. That, that, that God knows that I was going to preach this sermon, right? One, because he's sovereign and he knows these things. And, and understand that this sermon was written back in, in June, okay? So, so, so this message has been done for a long time. What happened Friday was not part of the message. See, see. My, my wife and I were in the process of we were changing our, our banks, and um, so and part of that was like changing where our mortgage was held. So a couple weeks ago, I went to one of the banks, and they gave me a check 
that I'm supposed to take to my new bank that was worth a lot of money, but it wasn't due until Friday, or actually it's coming this week. So on Friday, my day off, I thought I'll go to the bank and I'll finally deposit this check. Now, when I got the check, I put it in the glove box of my car and I locked the glove box because I thought I'll never forget where it's at. I know right where it's at. This will be good. Sounds good so far, right? Until I go to the bank on Friday and I unlock the glove box and I open up the glove box and guess what I can't find? A check that is worth a little bit more than $100, okay? Like, it was some money, if you know what I mean. And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, this is not good. I start freaking out because when you lose something, what do you do? You freak out. So I start freaking out to the point I'm throwing things out of my glove box. I can't find this check. I eventually grab my glove box and just pull it off the dashboard. Now, I didn't ruin my Jeep. It's got a little tab that they're kind of designed that way. But I pull it out. Like, I'm dumping it out. I'm freaking out in the parking lot of Bank of America. And I remember crying out, God, you've got to help me find this check. And fortunately, it was stuck to the side of the glove box. But I lost something that mattered. And when you lose something that matters, you'll do everything you can to find what matters. Agree? Uh, how about this? Any of you parents ever lost a kid? Yeah. Nobody? Nobody? Am I the only one? Okay, thank you. Okay, a couple of us, right? Like, like we'll lose our kids. And, and when we lose a kid, we freak out. Now, the nice thing is once your kids hit an age that you give them a cell phone, you don't, you don't lose them anymore because a smart parent is going to put find my iPhone or Life360. And I'm not going to have you raise your hand because your kid might not know you actually have it on their phone. All right, so I'm going to protect you right now. But here's the reality. If, if, if you lose a child that has that on their phone, then you're like, okay, X marks the spot. There they are, right? Like, because on their digital device, it'll give out that little, little blip, that little blue dot or green dot. You're like, yeah, I know right where they're at because X marks the spot. Here's reality. When you lose something that matters, you'll do everything you can to find it. Am I right? Oh, what about this? What about when you haven't found what matters, but you're searching for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's that, there's that desire. It's like, man, I got to find something that really matters. And, and, and I don't even know what it is yet, but I know I want to find it. Well, the same thing is true. X marks the spot. And we know this just by watching movies, right? Like if you watch any movie that, that is about hunting some treasure, then X marks the spot. Uh, how many of y'all are old like me and grew up with Goonies and watched Goonies, right? X marks the spot. Not old, but you've seen it, right? X marks the spot. Now, for those of you who are this gen, who haven't seen Goonies, you've probably watched Outer Banks. It's the exact same show, okay? And X marks the spot. Or again, if you're older like me, how many of you have seen National Treasure, right? And if you've seen National Treasure, X marks the spot. That's where the treasure is. Modern day version of that is Uncharted. 
just came out. And, and uh, literally, Wednesday night, Chris is like, hey, let's watch a movie. I'm like, okay. And she goes, let's watch this one. And we start watching it. And sure enough, it's all about finding a treasure, about finding something. And in the middle of it, X marks his spot. I'm like, baby, did you pick this out because you knew I was preaching on that this this weekend? She goes, no, I picked it out because Tom Holland's in it. <laughs> right? Like, but the, but the reality is the same. X marks the spot. When you're searching for something, just go to the X. And, and here's what I believe. We're all searching for something. And some of you have found it, and some of us haven't. But we're searching. We're longing. There's something that is woven into the DNA of our heart that longs to find what matters. And I believe this so much that, that our whole vision as a church is helping people find what matters. Because I know that as individuals, we're constantly searching for what matters. We, we long to find what it is. So much so that in life, we just constantly search for things. Do you know today, there will be 5 billion searches on Google? Like on Google. There will be five billion searches that are made. And the top five or six things that are searched for is Amazon. And that tells us something. Um, NBA, NFL, porn, and the weather. Like that, that's the, the top searches on Google on a consistent basis. People are searching for something that... That, that it made me go a step further because one of the other top searches is YouTube. And, and today, there will be over 30 million people who will log on to YouTube and they will consume over, five, excuse me, they will consume a billion hours of content. Now, I want you to think about that. But when Tyler, who's, who's uh, our lead worship pastor, that, that he and I were talking about this, we're like, what are people searching for? And what are people searching on, on, on YouTube for? And, and I honestly thought, well, it's probably a how-to video or, or this or that. Do you know what people are searching for? It's this. Like literally, that's the number one search on YouTube. This is the number one video all time. Now, how many of y'all have watched that video because you got kids, right? It's your fault. Jackson, you, you don't have kids. You're watching that. You're like, oh, play it again, Josh. I want to hear it again. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get it. You know what's crazy? When I was a youth pastor, well, let me change that. I'm still a youth pastor. Y'all know that. I just get to sit in this seat. But anyway, um, 32 years ago when I first became a youth pastor, that we sat around a campfire, and guess what song we sung? Baby shark, do, 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 do. Like that, that was, like, when will this thing die? When can we just let it go, right? And literally 11 billion times this video has been streamed. 
That's almost twice as much as anything else. So is this really what we're searching for? Well, maybe on YouTube. But it's not what we're really searching for, is it? See, I think it goes further. I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to create some tension in the room right now. I'd like to create some tension for anybody who's watching right now. What is it that we're really searching for? I mean, have you thought about that? Like, if if you were the one who had been putting this message together and you were to ask, what are people really searching for? What am I really searching for? What are you really searching for? Because we know it's not this. Well, like, this is a time saver. This is fun. Yeah, maybe we'll watch a video. But, but what are we really looking for? I put together a puzzle. Because I thought maybe the best way for us to figure out what we're really looking for is just to try to solve the puzzle. You can shout it out because you can see it. What, what are some things that we're looking for? Career. Friends. Position, movement. I heard someone say this one. Is there more to this life? Does God care? Power, I heard that one. What is my purpose? Somebody else said that one. Sex. Popularity, contentment, there's more up there. I'm not going to get to all of them, but, but right, these are some of the things we're looking for. I mean, if we think about it, that, that we're going, man, I'm just trying to find peace. I'm trying to find my mission. That, that we're, we're, we're trying to, to go, I, I've got to find something that will, will give me satisfaction. I'm trying to find something that will, will, will take me through the day. I'm, I'm trying to find something that, that will help me, that, that, that I'm trying to find a community to be a part of. That, that I think these are things that we're looking for. And, and when I started putting this together, I, literally, I, I, I was, I was, it was back in June, and I started writing all this out, and I started trying to put the puzzle together and go, what is it? Is, is that it? But, but then the more I looked at it, I'm like, well, yeah, those are things we're looking for. I think all of us could say at different times in our life, we've looked for community or we've looked for peace or we've looked for friends or, or we've looked for, for our purpose and things of that nature. But, but I started asking myself, there's more to it than that. And when I say there's more to it, what I actually want to say is there's, there's less to it. Like I actually think we can take this and we can boil it down even further. I think rather than putting all of these words on, on the, in the puzzle and going, this is what we're looking for, I think I can boil down to the things that we're looking for primarily to two different things. Now, now this is my opinion. I, you might be able to argue with me about this, but, but, but I think there's two main things 
that every one of us is looking for? I think the first one is love. That we're looking for love. I think the second one is knowledge. And let me, let me push into that for a second. Why do I think that the two primary things that we're trying to find is love and knowledge? And the reason why is because when we find love and knowledge, knowledge we find what matters. Because that's really what we're after. Is we want to find what really matters in life. And I think, I think you can look at it if, if, if I understand love and if I understand knowledge, and maybe I'll understand what, what really matters. And, and love, for instance, like you can look at all those words, friends. I want friends because I want to feel like I matter and that I'm loved, that, that, that I want to figure out um, or I want to be popular. And, and my whole idea of being popular is, is so that I know that I matter and that I'm loved. Like I want people to follow me on my social media platform and I, I want to see my, my followers go up. And when I post something, I want to see how many likes I get. And, and then hopefully there'll be some comments because if people are liking what I'm posting or commenting, then maybe it means that I matter and that I'm loved. Loved, that, that, that we'll look at sex and we'll be like, man, if, if I could, maybe if I just have sex with this person, then I'll feel loved and, and, we'll, and we'll go down that route. Or if I have enough money or power, even power, like, which sounds weird, but power is built out of love. It's built out of a desire for love. And here's what I mean by that. You talk to a lot of people who are executives and maybe they have a bunch of people underneath them. Many times it's like, well, when I get in the position of power and I notice I got people who have to follow me, then I'll feel important. I'll feel like I matter. I'll feel like I'm loved. That, that I got to get into a community. Maybe it's a, a workout group or maybe it's a, 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 some people that get together or maybe it's this friend group. But if I get there, then I'll feel like I matter and that I'm loved. That I, that I think that the primary thing that each and every one of us is searching for that we want to find is love. But I also think it's knowledge as well. And, and that's the reason I put the two together is we want knowledge, meaning I I want knowledge of, do I matter? I want knowledge of what is my purpose? I, I want knowledge, is God real or does God care? I want knowledge of, is there more to this life? And then I think about that for everybody, but I especially think about that for those of you who are this gen. I think about, man, you're just at a season in life where you're trying to figure out my life. I'm trying to figure out what's next. And I think that there's this whole desire of I want knowledge of how I can move forward. And what I think happens is we will do whatever it takes to find love and knowledge. We'll change who we are to find love, right? I mean, think about it. How many of y'all have had a friend and, and like, man, y'all been tight and like, you know all about them. And next thing you know, they start dating somebody and everything changes. 
It's like everything about their personality, everything about their beliefs, everything about what they do totally changes. Why? Because like, well, this person loves me, so I'm going to be more like them. And and I've seen people who will give up on ideologies. They'll give up on their faith. They'll give up on their morals because, well, I think I found love. The same thing happens with knowledge is that we'll, 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 we'll do whatever we can to find, just to grab a hold of some kind of knowledge that I'm important, that my life matters, that I have a purpose. Because I got to find if there's more to this life. See, again, what I said is I want to raise the tension in the room. Because what I really want to do is I, I want to challenge your individual thinking and mine as well of is, is this really what I'm searching for? Because I'm trying to find what matters. And, and, and if it is, okay, let's just say if I'm right on this, all right? And again, you might disagree with me, but if I'm right on this, that we're searching for love and we're searching for knowledge, then, then how do you find it? Like, if I'm really looking for love and I'm really longing for knowledge, how do, how do I actually find those two things? I'll go back to what I said at the beginning. X marks the spot. Remember X? Like, where the X is, that's where you can find the treasure. Where the X is, that's where you can find what matters. That X marks the spot. And, and, and I would say it this way, that if you're looking for love and if you're longing for knowledge, just go to the X. You might say, okay, Josh, great. What's the X? Jesus Christ. And I say that literally, and here's why. Jesus We call him the Christ. His last name is not Christ, in case maybe that's new to you. Christ is his title. And it comes from when he was alive on earth that he was the promised one. That's really what it means. But if you take the word Christ and go back to the original language of the Greek of when he was alive, the language they spoke back then, that that the first letter of Christ is called Chi, but the symbol for that letter is X. So when you see the X, especially back then when they would see an X, what they saw was Christ. The early Christians, they would make an X. They they knew they were referencing Christ. So if you see an X, what I want you to see is Jesus. He is the Christ, and the X marks the spot. That if you'll connect with Christ, you'll find what matters Because you'll find love and knowledge. And it's not just myself saying this. I'm taking it straight from the Apostle Paul. Uh, Paul was a guy who was alive back in the times of Jesus. And he came in contact with Christ. And it radically changed his life. And then he wrote a book or what we call a letter to a church that he planted. And he said, I want you to find what matters. And the way you find what matters is through love and knowledge. Look at it. It's Philippians chapter uh, 1 verse 9. And we'll be in this book for this whole series. Uh, but, But this verse specifically I want you to see. It says, I pray that your 
love will overflow more and more. Let me just stop there. That I pray that your love will overflow more and more. What does he mean there? Your love for people? No, not necessarily. I mean, we should, but that's not what he was talking about. What he was saying is, I pray that your love for Christ will overflow. Your love for Jesus will overflow. And you might be sitting there saying, okay, great, but, but I don't really even know who Jesus is. Why would I love Jesus even more? How would I love him more? And what does loving him more have to do with me wanting love? Well, it has everything. Because here's the reality. We don't really understand love until we understand his love. Again, another guy in the Bible said that. He said that we love because he first loved us. That, that you might think that you understand what love is, but you won't truly understand what love is until you first recognize that inside of the love of Jesus. So I just want to remind you how much you are loved and how much I am loved. And I know for some of you, you've been to church like all of your life. You're like, yep, I've heard the story of Jesus. I know that Jesus loves me. Yeah, whatever. No, no. I Lean in with a new ear. Lean in with a new heart right now. And listen to how much Jesus loves you. And then there's some of you who this is maybe your first church experience ever. I want you to hear something that maybe you've never heard. That Jesus loves you so much that he left heaven. And it's a weird theological concept, but it's true. That God loves you so much that he sent his son, which who, who we call Jesus. And Jesus came to this earth. He was born in a barn. He lived kind of a poverty-type life because he was son of a simple carpenter. And then when he was about 30 years of age, he started traveling around and telling people how much they are loved. And really what he did is he started traveling around and connecting with people. Like he went and he just did one-on-one -on -one life. Like he walked up to a guy named, named Peter and a guy named Andrew and James and John and they were fishermen and they were trying to find what matters through fishing and Jesus came and he connected with them and he said, I want you to drop your nets and I want you to follow me so that you can find what really matters. And in the midst of that, they connected with Jesus, realized how much they were loved and it changed their life. That, that Jesus came in across a guy named Matthew who was a tax collector and was hated by everyone. But when Jesus came in contact with Matthew, he said, Matthew, leave your table, follow me. And he connected with him. And through the connection, Matthew realized, I am loved and I matter. That, that he went to a lady named Mary who had seven evil spirits living inside of her. She had darkness inside of her. And Jesus connected with her, and he healed her, and removed those, those evil spirits from her. And she realized in that moment how much she mattered to Jesus, and she followed. A prostitute came and anointed his feet with oil and connected with him and realized that she mattered. A lame man connected with him and realized that he mattered. That, that a religious man and a rich man connected with him and realized they mattered. All of them connected with Jesus and recognized how much they were loved and it radically changed their life. And here's what I want you to make sure you, you, you get. Is that happened 2,000 years ago? 
But Jesus still does the same thing today. Anybody with me on that? Miss Fanny, you agree with me on that? That, that what he did 2,000 years ago, he still does today. I can say this, that he did it 32 years ago in my life. When I was looking for love, I was looking for friends, I was looking for community, I was looking for something, Jesus came into my life, I connected with, it, connected with him, and everything changed. But again, it's not just 2,000 years ago, it's just not 30 years ago, it happens every week in this church. Every week. This morning, at the last service, I watched four uh, high schoolers and college age and young adult people take a step of baptism, right? Four of them, yeah. I loved it. Let me tell you what happened two months ago. That there's an incredible lady who we got connected with as a church, and uh, some of the men of our church went and helped build a, a wheelchair ramp at her house. And uh, through doing that, they just started having conversation and got connected. And a couple ladies were there as well and got connected with this, this lady named Lisa. And Lisa, through that experience, started coming to church. And then through that experience, one Sunday morning at the 1130 service, if you were here, you might remember it, a couple guys carried her into the baptistry. And she gave her life to Christ, and she was baptized into that water just right over there. And I remember talking with Lisa after church that this is what she said to me. She said, I just didn't feel like I mattered to God or anybody else, but I'm so thankful for the people of this church and for God because through them, I realized I do matter to God, and I do matter to people. And I'll tell you right now. Lisa's here on the back row wearing the shirt she got baptized in, right? But I want you to make sure you catch what happened on that weekend. And Lisa, if, if it was just her story, we would all say praise God. But on that weekend alone, a lady who has been going through a serious bout with cancer took a step of baptism because she knew she found what mattered. A, a guy who had been struggling with addiction, who had been walking in sobriety, but hadn't taken that step, took a step of baptism because he realized that, that he is loved and that he found what matters. What matters. Uh, two teenage girls who, are both, who, who were both in the foster system came forward and took a step of baptism. One of those teenagers caught me afterwards in the lobby, and she said, Josh, thank you for helping me realize that I matter, and now I have found what matters. That all happened in three services on a Sunday morning a couple months ago. Here's what I'm trying to say. Is God's not just in a business 2,000 years ago of helping people find what matters. He is in the business today of connecting with you, helping you understand that you are loved so that you can find what matters. So if you're curious, you don't have to leave here wondering. You can know that you're loved. And when you come to understand that, your love for him will grow because you, you, you catch this idea of God's not done with me. God does care. God does matter. And I do matter because he gave up his life on a cross for me. That that's what he did. 
So I want you to catch that. I want us to catch that. And I want us to grow in our love because we recognize I am loved, so I'll love him even more. But, but, but I want to go a, a step further in this verse because I want you to see it. It says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. But then it, then it moves on. And that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. That, that what, what the writer here is getting at is he's saying, I want you to grow in your knowledge. I want you to grow in your knowledge of what? Of Jesus. See, it's, it's not about growing in your, your knowledge of how to fix your brakes on your car. It's not about going to YouTube to figure out how long do I put the chicken in the, in the air fryer. It's not about all that. What it's about is growing in knowledge of Jesus. Because the more I grow in my knowledge of Jesus, guess what will happen? I'll understand his love even more. That the more I grow in understanding who Jesus is, I'll come to understand how much he has done for me. When I grow in my knowledge of him, I'll love him more. When I grow in my knowledge of him, I'll understand he does care. When I grow in my knowledge of him, I will find my purpose in life because my love for him will grow and grow and grow because my knowledge grows. Here's a way to illustrate that. Who in the room has been married for maybe more than 20 years? Okay, so, so, so you'll probably get this. Tony, I'm gonna pick on you for a second, okay? That, that how long have you and Beth been married? 25, good, good, we'll go with that, okay? Don't, I, I, I shouldn't have asked you that question, my fault. You've been married for a long time. You know her more today than you did 25 years ago. Now, you still don't totally understand her, <laughs> but you know her more, and your knowledge makes you love her more. Amen. I can say that for me, that I love Krista more today than I did 30 years ago because I know her more. And guys, it's the same way with Jesus that when, when we start to know Jesus, like we can love him because it's like, wow, look what he did for me. But then the more I start to know him, the more I can actually love him. And the more I know him, the more I love him, the more I understand what he is calling me to do. So my, my, my challenge is get to know him. Because see, I think some of us have stopped just at the, the immediate of like, wow, look at Jesus loves me, and then we leave it right there. What would it look like if we said, no, I want to really know Jesus? One thing we're doing as we launch this new vision is we're launching a new small group experience. Now, the first one will start on September 8th, and it's called Pathway, and the whole purpose of Pathway is to help you find what matters by connecting to Jesus and others. Because I think that there's some of us that have stopped and our knowledge isn't where it needs to be. So I want you to come to church. Yes, your knowledge grows there. I want you to, to spend time in God's word on a daily basis because your knowledge improves there. But I want you to go a step further, especially if you're new to faith, you're investigating faith, 
Or maybe, maybe you've gotten stale or stagnant and you've kind of lost what matters. I, I want you to go to Pathway. It's eight weeks long and it'll meet on a Thursday night at our coffee bar. And there's limited spots available, so jump on your app, sign up, go to the events and sign up. When, when the September class fills up, small group fills up, we'll, we're starting another one in October. And we're going to continue doing this because our goal as a church, our vision as a church is to help you find what matters by connecting you to Jesus and others. Because when you do that, your love will increase because you understand how much you love him and how much he loves you. Your knowledge can increase. And when that happens, look at the last part of the verse. It's just right there for us. It shows it's just, when we do that, then you will understand what really matters. When my love grows and my knowledge grows, I find what really matters. Well, how does my love grow? How does my knowledge grow? Connect to Jesus. And when I connect to him, I'll understand what really matters. And, and what really matters? Jesus. Well, Jesus really matters. And you really matter. And people really matter. We'll talk about all that next week. That, that a movement matters. That as a church, we're called to a movement that it matters. That our mindset matters. That we understand it's not about me. It's about others and it's about Christ. And that the mission matters. That I understand that God wants to work in me and God wants to work through me. Do you see what I'm trying to get at? When we get a better understanding through connecting with Jesus, we understand what really matters, which is Jesus and several other things. It's not just Jesus. I mean, Jesus, that's the big rock in the box. But when you understand that, Jesus shows you everything else that matters as well. So if that's the case, what do we do? I'd say we go to the X. Because X marks the spot. X marks the spot. And there's some of you in here, you're like, yep, I found what matters, man. I'm in, I get it, I, like, I, I get it. Well, then what I wanna challenge you to do during this response time is just connect with Jesus. Worship, throw up your hands, celebrate him. Come and take communion, connect with Jesus. Others of you go, I get it, but I've lost it. Like I knew one day that, that connecting with Jesus, that that's what it's all about. I know that the X marks a spot, but I've walked away. I've kind of lost that first love. Then, then I want you, as we sing this song, that, that I want you to just to go back to Christ and, and to start saying, I'm coming back and I'm going to sing because I know that, that Jesus, you matter. But I also know there's some of you are like, man, I'm just searching. Well, one, I'm going to encourage you to keep coming for five weeks because I'm hoping you'll find what matters by connecting to Jesus.
But maybe you're there today. Maybe you're like, I get it. And I just want to connect with Jesus because I want to understand this love because I do want to realize I do matter. And I'm going to invite you as we sing this song just to, just to say, Jesus, I want to connect with you. Jesus, I long to connect with you. That Jesus, I'm looking for love and I'm longing for knowledge. So Jesus, I just want to connect right now. And here's what I really believe, that what he has done in so many other people's lives, he can do in your life right now, if you'll just let him. So say a prayer. Sing a song, sing his name and connect with him. Like we can do this right now. Stand up with me. We can do this right now. That we can connect with Jesus in a real way. So whether you've lost that love or whether you've never had it, let's come to the cross today. Hear that. Today's the day. Let's fall in love with Jesus because he loves us. Church, let's respond. Let's go to the cross.